morning, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Prospects After Dark. I am your host for Birds on the Black and Prospects After Dark. I am Kyle Reese. Uh, it is draft night Prospects After Dark. We just watched the Milwaukee Brewers take Boston College outfielder Sal Freelich, uh, which is a big relief to me because I'm not the biggest Sal Freelich guy. He's a really great player. It's a really good move. Uh, what we know now is Austin Stone and A. Chumler and Matheny Sucks and Drew Maurizio and Eric B. and Cardinals fans. And uh, I'm not really say hello, everyone. Welcome to Prospects After Dark. Uh, we are fast approaching the Cardinal selection. I am frantically... Um, refreshing Twitter. I am uh, in my notifications. I'm in my DM. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen here. You know, when I look at uh, uh, what's available, of course, the guy that I am most excited about is Khalil uh, Watson. Uh, that would be an amazing thing if he falls to the Cardinals. But uh, as a friend of mine just pointed out, and I'm not going to say who it was because they're in my DMs, uh, the Reds have a huge bonus pool. And it, I, there's almost no way that he gets past them. Um, but yeah, like to all of these people, uh, I, again, I, I figured out last time I can do this. Austin, Austin said he was first. A. Chumler says, let's go, let's go, A. Chumler. Matheny Sucks says, feed me Khalil Watson. That'd be amazing. Drew Maurizio says, woo, not really. Hello, Kyle Reese. Hello, not really. Eric B., sexy you, baby, sexy you. Uh, Cardinals fans, hello. Holy shield. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I agree. Uh, Ryan Olson, I think that Cardinal Nation would be really excited if Khalil Watson was still available uh, in two picks. But the, the, that's going to need to go through the uh, Florida Marlins, the Miami Marlins, and the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds seem like the team that would really fit in here. We'll have to wait and see. Holden, how are you? Uh, Matheny Sucks says, Watson has the best amateur swing in the draft. Look, this is a really good draft. And uh, the thing that I'm most excited about is the fact that, like, what I look at still available for the St. Louis Cardinals in two picks – uh, even if a couple of these guys fall off, which they will, because there's two picks ahead of them, there are still a lot of really talented players. I love the position that the St. Louis Cardinals are in. Uh, you know, whether you're talking about uh, who I can cross off my list here, uh, Ty Madden, who's still available. Like, uh, honestly, if it's not uh, if it's not Watson, I would love Ty Madden. And I guess the worst case scenario for me here is if Ty Madden gets drafted and Watson gets drafted. But for me, like, those are the two guys at the top of my particular board here. Now, there's always the chance that the Cardinals could um, – uh, hello, Holden. Uh, there's always a chance that the Cardinals could go in a different direction. It seems like some of these aggressive picks are happening because teams are trying to job their their pool so that they can uh, uh, provide more money to picks later on. That could, that could very well happen. Sam Lisby says, I'll sell my soul to Satan himself for Khalil Watson. Uh, yeah, I, me too, as if I had a soul in the first place. He can have whoever has mine. Uh, Brian J. Khalil Watson going to Miami, it seems. Again, I'm not surprised by that. That is a super athletic kid. Um, I, I can't believe he made it this far. Uh, you know, I, but all you can say is that when you see a kid like this with this much raw talent, who's a prep, uh, a prep bat, uh, it makes you wonder like, is it a, is it a pool issue? He just wasn't willing to take less than a certain amount. Uh, did team were teams concerned that maybe the fact that he's more of a big swing than a contact hitter, maybe that would play against him. Let's see if we can get this lamp to fuck, fuck right on off. Um, uh, yeah, so I don't know what the deal is, but it's exciting what's going on. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brax15 says, Kyle, the legend, so happy your live man go cards. Time Madden, please. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Uh, as I mentioned, I am, I'm big on Time Madden. Uh, the, the progress that Time Madden has made in the year between putting velocity on his fastball and building up his body, uh, Time Madden would be a great choice for the St. Louis Cardinals. 
Uh, let's see. I like being able to click on these uh, these comments. Kyle would be uh, Khalil would be awesome. That's right. We're gonna wait and see what happens. Uh, salute. Oh yeah. So we've got Bud Light Orange. Uh, salute to you. We have a. Uh, um, which I didn't bring the bottle out, but we have four roses. Salute to you, to the St. Louis Cardinals as they prepare to draft in the 2021 draft to uh, all prospects after dark and birds on the black people. I feel like my uh, my feed is super laggy. I don't know what that's about. Uh, let's see. X out of that, see if that helps. Um, let's see. Tra- Hello, Ron Not all. It's nice to see you. Uh, Big Old Buck says uh, Watson would be huge. Yeah, give us some uh, insight, Kyle. I don't have much insight. Look, I um, You know, the Cardinals, they keep everything pretty close to the vest. As it's official now, Miami has taken Khalil Watson uh, with the 16th overall pick, so we can stop dreaming about Khalil Watson. Um, uh, my thought is that I don't know what the Cardinals are going to do. I Again, one pick, they have one pick, the Cincinnati Reds, who, as we know, with uh, uh, the, the high-level thinking pitcher pitching coaches that they brought in, uh, Ty Madden, it doesn't look like he's going to get by them. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe they have a different guy, somebody who fits their their uh, profile a little bit better. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I'm just excited for the pick when it happens. You know, the other thing about this, and it could always be Gunnar Hoglund. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe it's Gunnar Hoglund. I wouldn't be surprised if the Reds go Gunnar Hoglund. And to me, like, that'd be ideal. Like, for, for as we stand here, one pick away from the St. Louis Cardinals, I would be all on board for either Hoglund or um, uh, Madden. Sorry, I, I'm I'm buzzing out. So the issue, like I said, is uh, uh, there's a couple things we should probably preface before we get too far here. Um, the first thing that I want to say is I am not as up-to-date on the prospects as, as the draft prospects as I usually am. I've been so into the Cardinal system that I haven't been uh, able to uh, um, really get into it the way that, that I wanted to. So we're going to be kind of learning about the pick as we go along. I know a lot about some of these guys, but not like I do with the system or I've done in past drafts. So we're going to be learning together. That's pretty exciting. Um, hello, Andres. Hello, uh, DeRose. Uh, hello, everyone. JP Cards. Uh, let's go, Kyle. Ready for some uh, Ready for some great new talent. That's right. The Cardinals need pitching talent for sure. We, we're finding that out. Uh, but I'm just excited for whatever comes next for the St. Louis Cardinals. No doubt about it. But again, I'm uh, – so and then the second thing is I'm still trying my hardest – to uh, like stay up to date on what's going on, so I'm not all that far behind from everyone else. Uh, uh, cards should pick lighter as a power move. Yeah, I see. Drew Maurizio gets me. This is where I would be like with the 18th pick. The Cardinals select Jack Lighter, and and they were like, no, you can't have Jack Lighter. I would just keep resubmitting Jack Lighter's name, resubmitting Jack Lighter's name, and then you know maybe Harry, uh, 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 maybe Harry Ford, maybe maybe throw him in there. Guys who've already been taken, I just submit him until they were like, all right, look. We'll do whatever. Just get this guy off my back. Uh, Holy Schilt says Gunner, baby. Yeah, uh, Gunner uh, Gunner Hoglin, who I'm sure I'll call Gunner Henderson at some point. Uh, Gunner Hoglin is a very exciting old Miss righty uh, who is currently out with Tommy Johnny and Tommy John in May. And, you know, had he not, as everyone says, had he not been hurt, had he not undergone uh, surgery, he would have been a top 10 pick. Uh, maybe not in this draft. God only knows because it's been such a wild draft. Uh, but he is a well-developed, a really strong, a really smart, uh, team-leading, big righty. And that checks all the boxes for Randy Flores and company. Uh, let's see. Cincinnati Cincinnati is selecting Matt McClain, uh, uh, the utility infielder shortstop uh, from UCLA. You know, Matt McClain was a first-round draft pick a couple of years ago. 
and kind of had a little downtime this year, wasn't particularly good for a short period of time. And then there's some questions about Matt McClain's ability to uh, uh, hit for power at the next level, as well as his ability to uh, stick at short. So that leaves the Cardinals with Hoglin. It leaves them with Madden. It leaves them with Wicks. Uh, McCreevy, who I think is a, a prototypical old school Cardinal pick. And it leaves them with the chance to maybe job the draft pool here. Maybe go James Wood out of IMG Academy, something like that. Uh, Lonnie White, I could see something like that happening. Uh, but look, I think that I don't have any idea what the Cardinals are going to do with the next picks now that Matt McClain has been taken and the Cardinals are on the clock. Uh, somebody asks, is this frozen? It is not frozen, but I'll tell you what, I think I'm going to turn the TV off because I think that's what's causing all the problem. Uh, I apologize if it's frozen. I don't know what's happening. Uh, Cardinals are about to go full Royals from Sam Elisby. Yeah, that could very well happen. Uh, look, uh, like I've said before, I, and I was talking to a bunch of people about this. Um, I think that's better. The stupid TV. Um, I think that's better. Anyways, I wouldn't be surprised if Randy Flores, pulls some crazy stuff here. Uh, earlier in the week, Randy was, Mr. Flores was talking about, and you know, he's always been a zig when other people zag, but he was, he was talking about the entirety of your draft, uh, looking at the entirety of the draft instead of just your first pick to grade your draft. And normally this time of year, when he talks about the first pick, their first pick, he talks about trusting the process, uh, being able to uh, think on your feet, uh, adjust with what's coming at you. And I thought that that was really interesting. And it made me wonder, and I don't think it's frozen anymore. It made me wonder uh, if, um, as we talk about the Cardinals going full Royals, if the Cardinals were going to try to job their bonus pool, i.e. take somebody uh, like the Red Sox took Nick York last year, who was kind of off like the big radar uh, and use that money later on in the draft. Now, the Red Sox were in a different situation. Red Sox only had two picks last year. They put all of their money in the fourth-round pick, I believe, Blaze Jordan uh, after Nick York, and uh, that's what they decided to do. Uh, Elway season says Chase Petty to the Cardinals. Yeah, you know, I know a lot of people are big on Chase Petty. I like Chase Petty. That's a big arm with a pretty repeatable delivery and some good secondary stuff. Again, just another one of those players that I would not be upset in any way if he uh, was drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are in a really great spot here, you know. Uh, for me, again, if I'm in the draft room, I see what I have just on the very minimal, uh, um, uh, like the very minimal uh, studying or scouting that I've done. It's not scouting because I'm trash. Um, uh, anyways, it, like I would go Ty Madden here. I, there's no way I wouldn't draft Ty Madden. He's got a bunch of really awesome stuff, uh, big body, big, strong body. And he does everything really well, but we'll have to wait and see. Oh, nice. I thought my Periscope wasn't working, so I jumped on Twitch. Glad to see it worked. Awesome. Sorry about that, Holden. Uh, sorry about that, everybody. Look, we had a lot of people join at once. Uh, I guess my TV was drawing too much of my Wi-Fi, and uh, we're good to go now. So, uh, well, that's what Passon alluded to. I don't know what we're talking about at this point. Sorry. Uh, you know, it moves really fast on draft night, and that's part of the reason why we enjoy all of this chaos Uh, uh you know, as we're going on right now, I'm just trying to stay up to date on what's going on. Um, uh, crazy. Uh, sorry. And again, I've got a bunch of DMs going on and I'm trying to get as much information for you guys as I can. Uh, Braden Brown says, pitching, 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 please. Yeah. And I think that that's a reaction to uh, a lot of the struggles that the Cardinals pitchers have had uh, at the minor league level and also at the major league level, but specifically the minor league level. But to me, and just from talking to some of the players, talking to some of the people that I know uh, in the minor leagues, I think that there was a lack of preparation uh, on the part of the St. Louis Cardinals uh, in preparing their guys for the season. And I think some of the players feel it. And uh, uh, anyways, I think that we're just starting to see some of their pitchers get into a groove. So uh, 
Yeah, look, pitching, just give me whoever the best is available. And, you know, I'm I'm always against overthinking the draft. I think sometimes that happens, and especially with this draft pool, I think teams can end up getting a little too aggressive uh, and think, all right, well, we can target this guy down the road, and then anything could happen, or maybe you've already agreed to terms, but you can't agree to terms. Anyways, I don't want them to get too creative. I just want them to get the best players, and I think they're in a position where they need the best players. Um, sorry, as I frantically and frantically and frantically – uh, update to try to find out who the Cardinals are taking. Uh, Watson gone. That's right. Uh, I've watched Ty Madden for three years. He's the real deal from Jack Attack. I agree with you. Uh, Khalil to Miami, Khalil to the fish. Uh, I would take you as a first overall pick. Austin Stone is making up for calling me something later. No, uh, Austin Stone was the first person in here. I uh, Yeah, I would take me with the first overall pick too. I, I put out. I put out as good as any of these kids do. Uh, Matt McLean to the cards. That didn't happen. Uh, uh, my buddy, uh, uh, Dan Watson, that's right. So it looks like we're a little bit behind. I'm going to try to get a little bit further. <laughs> uh, my buddy Dan Urker said uh, Mike Miner. Uh, yeah, the Cardinals are going to draft Mike Miner and A-Rod with the 18th overall pick. It's a two for one. Sarah, I did. I, I, I trimmed my hair. That's funny. I know you probably mean it as a joke, but I did. Uh, Kyle, please time Madden. I'm with you. Hello, Victoria Dryden. How are you? Uh, for all the people that are new to Prospects After Dark, this is the chaos that ensues on a somewhat regular basis whenever we get around to doing prospects after dark. Uh, we haven't done it in a while because it's a whole lot of energy and I work for a living and I'm old now. Uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Iowa our good friend Derek says, I hope they select Jordan Walker. That'd be a big coup. I agree with you. Um, can't believe Jack went too. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, let's see. There are there you there you are Nelson. How are you? I hope the Cardinals take Petty uh, first rounder white elephant style. You can see all other teams' picks. That's right, John Dobblesy. You get it. You know what I'm saying. That's what uh that's exactly what's going on. Um, so it looks to me, and I could be wrong. I, I trust a source, uh, but it looks like it might be outfielder prep outfielder Will Taylor, who actually fits in really well with the St. Louis Cardinals and what they do. We'll wait and see if that's who it is from Dutch Fork, South Carolina, um, committed to Clemson. And uh, he's he's a super athletic kid who kind of takes everything to all over the place. Um, but, uh, again, we're just going to have to wait and see. You know, the Cardinals are really good at waiting until the last minute. Uh, again, I've had somebody slide in. Um, hold on. Let's see. Uh, and, and tell me that's what it is. But, again, we're just we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, again, for me, it'd be time mad, and that's who I'd like. Uh, but uh, – you know anybody that they take, they're pretty in pretty good a pretty good spot. Um, I hope the Cardinals take Petty. We'll see about Chase Petty. Uh, Matheny sucks his thoughts on Trey Sweeney. I like Trey Sweeney a lot, the Eastern Illinois kid. Um, I spent a good bit of time in Eastern Illinois, and I like that town. So uh, yeah, like I'm on board for that. Uh, I I think he. You know, some people think that Trey Sweeney is going to end up being a third baseman. Uh, some people think that he, you know, doesn't have a, a, a hit tool, although I disagree with all of it. You know, I've seen that kid hit lefties. I've seen him hit righties. Uh, I think he can stick it short. You know, I think he's more athletic than Paul DeYoung was at the same spot. And I think with the right kind of um, teaching, I think that he could stay. And I'd be happy if the Cardinals took Trey Sweeney at 18. Um, uh, Gunnar Hogland from Nelson. Yeah, uh, uh, I could very well see Ole Miss righty Gunnar Hogland being the Cardinals pick at 18. Um I don't necessarily know if that's the direction they'll go. Remember, Hogland just had Tommy John surgery. I am I, I love Hogland. I don't know if that would prevent the Cardinals from going after him. Um, but 
again, we'll wait and see. We are we are on the edge of our seats uh, as I'm constantly refreshing and trying to get as much information as I possibly can. Uh, it ho it's Hogland. It has to be from Chris DeMann. Uh, Nelson says Hogland. Uh, Elway Season says Petty. Uh, can we have Ty, Ma Ty Madden, please? Uh, I'm surprised to see Ty Madden fall this far. You know, uh, Ty Madden was one of those pitchers that I saw at the beginning of the year and thought, yeah, there's just there's no way. Hold on. I need to drink already. Sorry, guys. I'm trying my hardest to stay up. Uh, let's see. Uh, Worman Sarah says, uh, just draft Pete Cosma again. I love the Pete Cosma draft pick. I draft him again. Draft him over and over and over. Uh, so, okay. So, the 18th overall pick, the Cardinals select UC Santa Barbara right-handed pitcher Michael McGreevy. Uh, now, I had a feeling this was going to happen, man. I've told many, many people over the last couple of weeks, the last couple of nights that I thought Michael McGreevy would be the pick. Let me tell you why Michael McGreevy is going to be the pick uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, again, I would have gone in a couple different directions. I can't help but think that this is a bonus move more than anything. Um, maybe not a big, a big save, but a little save. McGreevy's a big kid from UC Santa Barbara. He's six foot four. He pitches with great, um, like a, a great momentum. He pitches with great rhythm. He has a really good fastball that has gained a velocity. Uh, uh, and also as he's gained size, he has a good slider, a good curveball and a good change. And he has great command. Now, the other thing about McGreevy is he checks those other boxes for the St. Louis Cardinals. The ones that, 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 uh, uh, the, those ones that, um, uh, Randy Flores loves. He is an honor roll kid. I, I want to say he's an academic All-American. He's definitely on the honor roll. Uh, he also is a team leader. He's a charming young man. You'd go listen to an interview with him. Uh, he's a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, with the 18th overall pick, uh, the Cardinals select Michael McGreevy, uh, a right-handed pitcher out of the University of Santa Barbara. or uh, Santa Clara, right? Santa Clara? Yeah, well, um, um, Santa Barbara, that's right. UC Santa Barbara, um, six foot four, 220 ish pounds, 210. I think he's actually a little smaller than what he's listed. Um, he was, he doesn't walk a lot. Uh, he strikes out a lot of people. He has an untaxed arm. He spent a lot of time working out of uh, the Santa Barbara bullpen. Uh, and this is, this is a good, it's a good move for the Cardinals. It is a safe move for the Cardinals. Uh, which doesn't really seem to jive all that strongly with what uh, 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 Randy Flores and company have done. So, again, I don't really have a problem with it. There's, I would have rather had Ty Madden. I would have rather had, had uh, Gunnar Hoglin. Um, I probably would have rather have had Jordan. Well, you know, I actually like McGreevy better than Wicks. I think Jordan Wicks is a really good pitcher. I just don't think – I think if Jordan Wicks was a right-hander, I think that we wouldn't be talking about him uh, in the middle of the first round. I think we're going to see him slip to maybe the deep first, early second – because I think teams uh, are, are on to that as well. So, yeah, that's my thoughts about the Cardinals draft pick. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't want to um, – so as Tom Ackerman tweets, it's only been 30 seconds and I love Michael McGreevy's family. Yeah, see, I'm telling you that another box that that, that clicks. Um, Ron Nuttall says they should have taken shop tall. I agree. But what round uh, the 69th of the 20 rounds? Uh, Hogland got to be the pick. So we were all wrong about Hogland. Let's, uh, let's take some time to uh, – uh, uh, get caught up a little bit. Uh, let's see. We were right there. Uh, how we doing? I'm doing well, Octavius Rex. How are you? Uh, Time Madden, please. Yeah, we were all, all pretty. Any local, oh, Sam Lisby says, any local breweries in St. Louis you recommend? All of them, man. There's so many good. There's Perennial. Uh, you see uh, Urban Chestnut's fine. Schlafly's fine. Uh, uh, 
I mean, just any of them. But Civil Life is awesome. There are plenty of really great breweries in St. Louis. Uh, uh, T. Bomada says, who is this Corbin guy on MLB Network? His suit uh, cannot contain him. That's Tim Corbin. That is the coach for uh, uh, Vanderbilt. Vandy's the be- probably the most decorated coach in college baseball history, the most highly regarded coach in baseball history, too. Uh, watching Draft Live from Krista Mann. Hello, Krista Mann. I love you, Gersh. Uh, wow. Uh, oh, uh, an outfielder is Tracy. The pick is in. Uh, let's see. We're getting caught up. Uh, pools. Uh, let's see. Beer looks good. That's right. You guys get a beer. Um, just draft uh, the next Mike Trout. It's not hard. Randy Flores. I agree. Draft the next Otani. He can throw strikes at least from rocket season. Yeah, that's that's the big, uh, you know, the, the big thing with McCreevy. He's the good kid who can throw strikes uh, and is a pretty safe bet. Uh, uh Hold on, I got I gotta uh, so some of my friends are not particularly happy with the selection of Michael McGreevy, and I don't blame them, you know, especially with all the guys that were on uh, uh on the board. Um uh, Forehands is another great brewery, as J. David Reed says. Um, I'm just glad the Cardinals took pitching. I think most people are. Uh, I don't really care. I just wanted them to take whoever was the best. I'm anxious to see um uh, uh what exactly um, there, I, like what? Sorry, I get distracted. I've got too much shit going on. I'm sorry. What I'm anxious to see is how much the draft pool uh, savings was for McCreevy. Because if there wasn't any savings, then that is not the best draft pick. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to beat up on him. I like Michael McCreevy. I think he's a really good pitcher. I just like a lot of the other options on the board better. And I want to go back a little bit too, because remember when the Cardinals drafted Zach Thompson, and I love Zach Thompson. You guys know I love Zach Thompson. Uh, the guy that I wanted was uh, Elon pitcher George Kirby. And I think I think that that would have been the right move to make then. I think that it probably would have been the right move to make now. Uh, but like, I think sometimes you overthink the draft. Um, I, I get what they were doing with Thompson. And I love Thompson. Zach Thompson is going to be a great pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, and I think Michael McCreevy is going to be a really good pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. But I just, you know, it's going to be fun now. It's going to be fun because now we get to watch. It. We'll see if, what happens with Gunnar Hoglund. But eventually Ty Madden is going to get drafted. We'll see what uh, uh, happens with Ty Madden. We'll see what happens with Jordan Wicks. Uh, you know, there are a lot of players, a lot of good pitchers out there uh, as the Blue Jays select Gunnar Hoglund that um, the Cardinals decided to pass up on. And I have to believe that um, that has just as much to do with jobbing the pool, with, with trying to manipulate their, their monies uh, as possible. Uh, but, but we'll see. You know, he throws strikes, and maybe the Cardinals are just reacting to an organization that's having a lot of trouble throwing strikes. Um, yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. J. David, four hands. Uh, CWE says, 20 walks in his college career. Can he join the team now? Uh, that'd be interesting. Uh, Worman Sarah says, uh, I just don't like how much uh, McCreevy sounds like Mike Matheny. Now that you bring it up, I hate him. I hope he uh, uh, retires tomorrow. Cardinal Fan 22 says, who do you have winning the Derby tomorrow? I don't care at all about the home run Derby. Uh, Matt Olson. Is Matt Olson participating? Um, uh, Halfcock32 says, the control excites me. Time for an Arby's Euro. Uh, that's right. Uh Control your bowels as you as the Arby's Euro courses through your system uh, into the void as you shit out your brains at a velocity 
that only Jordan Hicks could hit. Oh, by the way, to the Hicks family, I raised my glass. I don't know if they're in here or not. I've got a whole different setup, but I love the Hicks family. To the Hicks and Carlson family, I raised my glass. You guys are the best. I love you. Oh, yeah. Uh, happy opening days, Kyle. Hello, sir. So there I was. Uh, Beep Panetti says, uh, with the big mouth thing. Uh, Snoop Dogg says, they passed on Wicks, Hoglin, and Madden. Yeah, this could end up being, uh, you know, it's funny. All these people were like, uh, in Randy Flores, we trust. In Randy Flores, we trust. And maybe we should um, also continue to say that. Um, uh, in Randy Flores, we trust. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe now people will change their minds about it. Uh, we'll see what they do later in the draft. Again, uh, earlier in the week, all I heard Randy Flores say, the couple times I heard him talking, one time I read him, which came from Rob Raines, um, he kept talking about, the draft being about the entirety of the draft, not just the first round. And it made me wonder if they were going to try to job their draft pool because of it. Um, but we'll see what the rest of it looks like. You know, tonight I would imagine people will say it's a decent pick. It's a reaction to what they're seeing in the organization. Uh, but yeah, you know, I look McCreevy is a good, he's a good player. I, he's fastball slider. His slider is good. He's got big time control. And um, uh yeah, like it's it's a safe move. It just seems like a safe move, uh, low risk kind of thing, which we haven't really seen much out of uh, the Randy Flores era. Jigsy says, "Why doesn't every team have an Otani get on it?" And Fred, by the way, how great is it to hear Rob Manfred get booed every time he comes up to the podium? Uh, less than one walk per nine that might play again. Keep in mind that he, you know, University of uh, Santa Barbara, UC Santa Barbara, isn't the you know, it's not the Pac-12. It's not. Yeah, it's not, you know, nothing against the all Big West uh, or the, against the Big West because that's a pretty good league too, uh, but it's not a top tier. So we'll see how it translates. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Michael McCreevy once he signs his contract um, at Peoria or at, you know, at Palm Beach and then move to Peoria pretty quickly. Speaking of which, uh, C70 says McCreevy, a fast riser. He has the potential to be, again, you know, his his slider's good, his fastball's good, his command's good. I would imagine the Cardinals would want him to be a fast riser. He'll be put in a situation probably to rise fast through the ranks. Uh, but, you know, uh, we're going to have to wait and see. I think that uh, – I think he's good. Hey, the Yankees are going to select Trey Sweeney, the Eastern Illinois kid. I I, I like that. That's a uh, that's a pretty good move. That's that's a good move for them. Anyways, yeah, I like I can see it happening. There's no reason to hold him back if he's showing potential, but I do think that there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period for them uh, with him. And I don't. Let me put it this way: Look, uh, I I'm trying to be as politically correct as this. Michael McCreevy is a good pitcher. He's not great. Uh, he has a lot of work to do to get to the point where you would say, well, that was probably worth the 18th overall pick. He has that potential, but I don't think it's that large. I do think he is a low floor guy. I think that maybe this is Dakota Hudson with command, uh, uh, but not as good of a slider, a really good slider, but not as good of a slider and not as bitey of a fastball, although his fastball do does run well. I think that it's safe. And that kind of disappoints me, especially with the other options. I think the Cardinals made the wrong move here, uh, but it's still a good move in the same point. I just think that there were a lot of other options. Uh, again, this is probably just a move. Well, again, you get a good, a good command first pitcher, really, with some good, a good breaking pitch and a good fastball, uh, and with an opportunity to maybe spend those dollars somewhere else along the lines that you might have saved from signing him, unless he signs for slot, and then this is a fucking terrible pick. 
Uh, Steve McNeil says, Perennial is a really good brewery as well. I love Perennial. I thought that was what I... Yeah, DMASH11 says, Heavy Riff, most underrated brewery. I love Heavy Riff in Dogtown. That's one of my favorite places to go. Just a cool place. Good food at Heavy Riff, too. Uh, Warman Sir says, what level do you think he starts at in the minors? Uh, my guess would be that, you know, he'll probably get a couple... Again, with the minor leagues changing, with their being sh with, without the uh, short season affiliates, I would imagine he'll get some time in the Complex League. And they get moved up to Palm Beach pretty quick because they're right next door to each other. They're in the same facility. Uh, and then probably up to Peoria by the end of the year. Uh, but he's pitched a lot of innings, too. Not a lot, but he's pitched a good deal of innings. And the Cardinals are usually conservative, and reasonably so, with the kids who have pitched a lot of innings out of college as they enter their first half season at the Major League, you know, and major league affiliation. Graham says, hey, Graham, how are you, bud? Cardinals develop pitching better, obviously picks. Plummer, Perez, Gorman, Walker are pending. Yeah, in the past, the Cardinals have developed pitching better. No doubt about it. But part of the reason that the Cardinals are in kind of a, a rough situation at the minor league level is recently they haven't developed pitching that much better. Uh, maybe it's the, the guys that they've targeted. You know, uh, Jake Woodford didn't develop the way that they thought. Uh, Dakota Hudson developed kind of the way they thought, but not exactly. You know, Alcantara, uh, Gallon were sent off in a trade. Uh, probably the right move to make at the time that just didn't pan out the way they wanted it to. But all of these guys that we mentioned are kind of prospects of a bygone era, right? Flaherty, prospect of a bygone era at this point. You know, they've got new pitching coaches at the minor league level. They have kind of a new system at the minor league level. My guess is that Michael McCreevy, other than being a great kid who's highly decorated, uh, both scholastically uh, and on the field, he fits in all of this. Uh, no way that they draft a kid who doesn't. But I don't necessarily think like they got the kid with the highest upside that's going to do the most damage. You know, I I I I think that there were other options there that you know maybe the old style Cardinals would have had a better chance of uh, um, uh, you know developing and getting more out of. But again, that's not to break to beat up on Michael McCreevy. That's a talented pitcher. I just like some of the other people. Uh, let's see. Ben Godar, my good friend, our good friend Ben Godar says, if you don't love saving money, this is not the franchise for you. Ooh, shot across the bow. The bow. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Save all that money. No, save all that money. It would be hilarious if the Cardinals only used like half of their draft pool. And we're like, yeah, we're just going to save this cash. Uh, we're going we're gonna to save it. Keep that in mind when you don't turn out to Bush Stadium. Like, how funny would it be from now on? That was our thing. Like, yeah, you know, we only spent half of our draft pool because we're only filling up half the stadium. Oh, can you imagine how great that would be? Uh, let's see. Uh, Graham says, home run derby was more fun when home runs were harder to come by. Yeah, maybe. Uh, to me, the home run derby, I just, I don't care. I'd rather have the night off. You know, the thing about Monday is there's no minor league baseball on Mondays. So that means I'll probably spend the day uh, pouring over as much Michael McCreevy info and data as I can. And uh, maybe we'll do pad tomorrow night. We'll see uh, in preparation for the the longer form draft that'll, you know, the rest of the rounds that'll happen. Holy shit, going to be really funny when McCreevy is in the rotation this weekend. Yeah, that'd be funny. Hell, maybe the Cardinals think they could do that. I, I personally don't think the difference between, and I'm not the only one here. This isn't like, um, this isn't, uh, uh, you know, so far off the beaten path. But I don't think that co the collegiate ranks, the high level collegiate ranks are all that far off from maybe high A or double A at this point. I do think that there's a bigger delta between double A and high A than maybe there's ever been. Uh, so I, I don't think the collegiate ranks are that far away from uh, A plus like Peoria. Uh, but 
college baseball is about as good as it's ever been. Chris DeMann says, was there no two-way players like Mason one in this draft? There were a couple. Like, uh, there, there's two in particular that come to my mind right away. There's more than that. But Bubba Chandler, uh, uh, a prep kid, big kid. He's also a quarterback commit for Clemson. Uh, he was projected in about this range, still hasn't been drafted. And then uh, 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 Swellenbach whose first name I can't think of, Spencer. Spencer Swellenbach, Swellenbach rather, from Nebraska, who is a shortstop but probably will have to move to third and was a relief pitcher for Nebraska but has also dealt with arm problems. Those were the two big um, two-way players. But to answer the question, as athletic as Bubba Chandler is, none of them are like Mason Wynn. Mason Wynn is a completely different beast because of how athletic he is, how talented he was at the time. Uh, Mason Wynn is on a level unto his own. Uh, banana slugs rule. Uh, that's right. So the banana slugs rule is if a ball gets hit into the stands and a fan catches it, it counts as an out, right? Am I wrong about that? Uh, Jigsy says, can I get a screenshot of Kyle with the comment that just says, uh, eat Arby? Somebody go ahead. Huh? I'm, all right. We did it. Good work team. Uh, vanilla pick. It is. It's a very vanilla pick. And you know, they haven't had a, um, uh, a vanilla pick in a really long time, so I guess they can get away with it. Was Bednar still on the board? No, Bednar went a couple picks prior. Uh, really good player, though. People criticizing MLG is always hilarious. Don't act like you know something about some player nobody has ever heard of before. That's funny. Uh, let's see. Stream you as blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, Took McGreevy and OOTP Mets franchise working well so far. That OOTP doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, never mind. Taken by the Giants. Uh, Spencer Schwellenbach. Yeah, he was the other one. Uh, OFC, we developed pitching better. Uh, I don't know what OFC stands for. We have the Jeff Albert hitting approach, which, by the way, uh, the Jeff Albert hitting approach has really worked out at the minor league level, especially as they've been able to integrate uh, a lot of advanced technology. So maybe it's not working at the major league level, but we're starting to see gains at the minor league level. CWEB521 says, is Mason going to pitch or play short, or is he the next Otani? So he has played short uh, and hit exclusively. He's still throwing. Uh, from what I understand, and I could be wrong about this, but he's still pitching on the backfields. Uh, maybe he's here. Maybe he can he can jump on in. Um, but, yeah, look, I still think that there's a chance that he pitches, but the, the process was to just get him in the batter's box, get him playing short, getting him up to speed there, and kind of adjusting on the fly. Why are you so negative? He just got drafted I'm because uh, I'm the worst Chris man you mean you spend money you spend Monday hungover no you know so I really don't drink all that much anymore like I had uh, last weekend we drank a little bit and uh, I didn't like the way it felt the next morning so uh, I mean honestly like I don't drink nearly as much as I used to and it's funny too because like the shit I say on Twitter it's crazier when I'm sober like when I was talking about the runs last night, I was completely sober. You know, when I'm talking about not wanting a following, I'm completely sober. And I can't stress this enough. I'm not interested in a following. It, you do have no reason to follow me. I'm not interested in any of that. Uh, uh, I'm interested in this. I love having pad where we can all come together and enjoy each other and be communal. Like, I love that. But the rest of that shit, I got nothing for. That's not for me. Uh, uh, I stand by social media being a toxic form of communication. Um, except for things like this, where we're all kind of operating. And even then, who was toxic tonight? Oh, yeah, me. I'm uh, I'm the toxic one. Uh, let's see. Uh, did the cards auto-pick from uh, Jeff Neos? Jeff Neos, I raised my glass of bourbon. 
that'd be funny. Like just in a fantasy draft, they set it and they're like, oh shit, we forgot all about it. All right. Well, looks it looks like we have a little bit of a break. Um, again, not just to recap what we saw and what we're seeing. Uh, uh, hold on, blah blah blah. Man, we've got so much stuff going on. Let's see. Oh boy, I've got Cubs and Cardinal fans arguing in my stupid mentions. Terrific, just terrific. By the way, Jordan Wicks, who went after it, to the Cubs, is a great pick. It's a great pick for the Cubs. It's a great pick for the Cubs. If the Cardinals had drafted him, uh, we'd all be really happy about it. Uh, where are we at? McCreevy is safe, but still, yeah, he. I mean, he's pretty safe. He's made huge gains. There's also upside there. Look, there's also big upside there. You know, he's he's got a changeup to dream on. You know, his slider is really good. His fastball is really good, and his command's really good. It's exactly what the Cardinals need. It honestly feels like the kind of thing where maybe Mo had more to do with this pick than anything. Uh, you know, I, I don't know for sure. It's not probably fair to speculate, but we're not talking about anything else. So who really cares? Uh, who do you think they go for in round two from Booked Dano? You know, Booked Dano, I don't have the slightest idea. And I'm sorry about that. I, uh, I, you know, maybe they get aggressive in round two. I would imagine that if they ended up saving a little bit of money from uh, McCreevy, um, they'll, they'll get aggressive in round two and maybe draft somebody who fell to them who needed a bigger bonus. Uh, maybe they're saving their bonus money for uh, – um, you know, a player later down in the draft after 10 rounds. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, thoughts on Ethan Wilson. I like Ethan Wilson a lot. Look, I, uh, I like so many of the players in this draft. You know, I wouldn't say that I like Ethan Wilson, you know, more than some other guys, but you know, I like South Alabama's program. I like his left-handed swing. Uh, I like, you know, he's a smart kid too. I like his hit tool. Uh, his power is, you know, iffy, but I also think that his swing is beautiful and it's engineered uh, for more power. It's not engineered for power. It's engineered more for hit. I think with a little tweaking, something like Ethan Wilson could hit for more power, but right now he's just a hitter more than anything. And I like that. I also think that that fits the Cardinals style right now of what's going on uh, at the minor league level. Holy Shields says, ha ha ha, Cubs get wicks. Again, Wicks is fine. Again, to me, if he was a righty, we wouldn't be talking about him being in this range. Uh, but that doesn't mean that this is a bad pick for them. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't really have a thought one way or the other. Worm Answer says, uh, do you think this draft for the Cardinals will end up being more pitching or hitting leaning? I think if you had to pick, you would say pitching. Uh, the Cardinals have really good uh, minor league hitting going on right now, um, as you've seen all of my tweets. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I think that it would make sense that the Cardinals would go uh, pitching heavy. And it's a pretty good draft for collegiate pitchers. Um, some of the prep pitchers are really good, too, but it's a good draft for collegiate pitchers. So maybe that's, you know, that'd be a smart move to go into me. You know, sometimes you try to zig a little too much when there's a bunch of, uh, um, a bunch of zagging going on. Uh, but, you know, maybe they go heavy on bats because of all the collegiate pitching. You know, a couple years back when there was a bunch of collegiate middle infielders, they went and the collegiate pitching was weak. They went collegiate pitching heavy. So I don't know. I don't know what to expect here. Graham says, thoughts on Jacob Wilson. Yeah, the longtime Cardinals minor leaguer who uh, wasn't an affiliated ball for a little bit of time, uh, played overseas, I think, and yesterday made his major league debut with the Oakland A's. To uh, Jacob Wilson, I raise my glass. Graham, how are you doing, buddy? I feel like I haven't seen or talked to you in some time. Scout, oh, 
Scout STL says, I've seen Wicks pick for K-State against my Sooners. They passed on a good one there. That sucks. Yeah, uh, again, I think Jordan Wicks is a really good pitcher. Uh, again, I, I think that if he were right-handed, he wouldn't be talked about going in this range. I, he has really good command. He has a really good changeup. Uh, a fastball that is lively and he throws hard. Uh, but, you know, he's fine. Look, I like a lot of these guys. I, again, I, there were so many guys that I had on my list here. Um, and I'm sad uh, that the Cardinals couldn't draft all of them. How excited should I be about Alec Burleson? You should be very excited, Jay David Reed. Look, I've enjoyed watching Alec Burleson. He's a little clunky out in the outfield. He kind of labors to run a little bit, but he's not slow. That's all a positive. Uh, he has a really great contact tool. He kind of pokes the ball all over the place with two strikes, but he can also drive a ball over the fence. Um, I want the Cardinals to leave him where he's at right now. I'd like for him to finish a year out of double A. There's no reason to push him any further than you have. Let him have to hit some success. Uh, he's a he's a more patient hitter than what he's showing. I don't care if he's hitting the ball. Who cares? Uh, but, you know, right now he's not as patient as maybe uh, uh, he needs to be or the Cardinals need him to be. I, I say that, but as long as he's hitting, I don't care if he has a 333 on-base percentage or a 340 on-base percentage. And the way he's hitting, too, I think that that's sustainable even without a ton of walks. Uh, so, yeah, look, be really excited about Alec Burleson. He's, I, it'd be hard for me to argue that he's not a top eight prospect in the organization at this point. And I haven't done any dirty 35 work as I point to my whiteboard. Uh, I've been trying to organize them in position rankings more than the dirty 35. Uh, but he would definitely be a top 10 prospect. There's no way there's nine prospects better in the organization than him. Hathcock, Hathcock 32 says, who's a college hitter you love that might be available in uh, uh, rounds two through five? Um, man, uh who is uh, Connor Norby from ECU? I love Connor Norby. Uh, he hits breaking pitches really well. He's kind of like a, a, a poor man's Matt McClain. If they're, uh, 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 anyways, he's going to be a, a, a like a poor man's Matt McClain. He what he um, what he struggles with. Sorry. Uh, what he struggles with is hitting heat, and it's because he just hasn't seen it. But Connor Norby is like my one guy, my one college hitter that I don't think will be there for the Cardinals at pick 54. But if he makes it there, that's like I I love Connor Norby. He's a second baseman, so that might get him there. Um, you know, a lot of teams will say he's not a shortstop, blah, blah, blah. But like, Connor Norby is like the one guy that I really like. I, I just like his hitting tool. Uh, young McFlurry, young McFlurry. Hey, what's up, yo? Says I'm just sitting here dreaming on a Carlson Gorman Walker two, three, four. Yeah, hopefully a uh, Gorman and Walker continue to progress. Uh, hopefully Carlson continues to progress. I think all three will. And here in like three years, they're all performing at peak abilities for the St. Louis Cardinals. I, I've been so impressed with Jordan Walker. You know, he's not hitting uh, statistically at Peoria, and he had a three strikeout game the other night, or maybe a Golden Sombrero. But I don't think that begins to tell how good he's been down there. He's been really impressive. Uh, Chris DeMant says, glad we didn't take uh, this Cub lover win. Uh, I Okay. Uh, Nick Plummer living up to his potential. That's been so much fun, right? And, again, look, we can talk about the draft. We can talk about the Cardinals prospects. Prospects after dark. Let's talk about the Cardinals prospects. I'm ready to talk about them. Uh, it's been so awesome to see Nick Plummer live up to his potential. It, to watch the strides that he's made in both his approach and his body and his swing and doing it mostly by, you know, on his own, being dedicated to do it on his own and also using the resources of the hitting lab and some of the new techniques and ideas being pushed by the Cardinals organization. It, it's awesome. The, the thing that people don't know about Nick Plummer is how much of a uh, uh, role model of an influencer he's been for some of the younger players in the organization, uh, how much of a leader he's been for them. Uh, uh, 
And that speaks volumes of the type of person Nick Plummer is. Uh, I Tonight, I'll raise my glass higher to Nick Plummer than anyone else to Nick Plummer. We raise our glass to you, brother. Uh, good for you. Derek says, should we be concerned about Terry Fuller's struggles? Yeah, you know, I hate to say it at this point. You never write off a prospect. We were just talking a minute ago about Nick Plummer, a prospect that we basically wrote off. Um, but... I think that you pretty well, unless things change drastically, because Terry Fuller looked completely overmatched in that week I got to watch him early on in the season. Uh, I don't know if Terry Fuller's a thing anymore. Worman Sarah says, do you think Yepes gets a call up by the end of the year? Yeah, I hope so. He deserves it. Juan Yepes absolutely deserves a call up by the end of the year. Now, the thing about him that's tough is he's probably best suited for an infield corner, maybe even first base more than third, but he's made such great progress at third base. Those are all positives. He'd probably a left fielder more than a right fielder. Uh, you could probably put him out in the outfield a little bit. But, yeah, look, I think Juan Yepes has done everything to earn a promotion. I also think it's sustainable. Um, you know, if the DH were here, I think that he'd be a great fit for that DH role right now or moving someone else to the DH and having him. Uh, but, yeah, look, you know, the outfield is going to be Carlson, O'Neill, and Bader pretty regularly. Uh, but I um, I definitely think Yepes deserves a shot. He's zoned in right now, but even when he's not zoned in, I think he's good. Will Delvin and Plummer be on the Cardinals 2023 opening day lineup from Andres? So that's two years from now. I'll say one of those guys is traded. I don't know which one, and the other one will be on the roster. Uh, I don't know about the opening day lineup at the roster. How about that, Andres? It's nice to see you, Andres. Graham, once a pad fan, always a pad fan. Uh, bring back Matt Pierce. Oh, boy, I love that Matt Pierce. To you, Graham, I hope everything's going well with you, bud. Gunt, I'd ask about Juan Yepes, too. Yeah, look, I, I think it'll happen. You know, you, you talk about some of the piece that would end up going into a trade for the St. Louis Cardinals. And, you know, look, Juan Yepes is really good. But if the Cardinals wanted to get better, that's the kind of piece that I think a lot of teams would re be really interested in because he smokes the baseball and he always hits it hard. Uh, same thing with Delvin Perez or Nick Plummer. You know, look ahead of Nick Plummer in the outfield. Look, I want the Cardinals to keep Nick Plummer. If I had to choose between the two, I'd rather have them keep Nick Plummer than Delvin Perez. Uh, uh, nothing against Delvin. I want them to keep Delvin, too. But the issue with Nick, about uh, Mr. Plummer, is you look at all the outfielders who are ahead of him that have diminished value. And if you want to get better, like, is a team going to be more inclined to ask for Nick Plummer or Lane Thomas? You know, I would think it's Nick Plummer. Uh, are they going to be – are they going to want a hurt Austin Dean or Nick Plummer? Uh, Nick Plummer. You know, uh, Scott Hurst or Nick Plummer? Nick Plummer, no doubt. Counter Capel or Nick Plummer, Nick Plummer, no doubt. And all of these guys like that are ahead of him on the depth chart, for the most part, uh, Justin Williams and Lane Thomas still withstanding, because I, st I still don't know what to make of either of those. But all those guys ahead of him, and I just, uh, Lars Newtbar, uh, I just see a lot of interesting pieces that could be used in a trade uh, if, if needed. Victoria says, I miss Libs inning in the future. Who can tell me how it went? It went really well for him. Uh, he let up a hard hit ball to the first batter, but it was out. Uh, light hit ball to the second batter and then struck out the third batter, uh, Julio Rodriguez, the highly, highly decorated um, outfield prospect for the Mariners. Do you think uh, Prince Muscle Man was robbed of an all-star spot? I don't care enough about the all-star name uh, to, to be worried if he was robbed or not. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I would have loved to have seen him be an all-star. I would have loved to have seen him in the home run derby. But I, I honestly don't care uh, about it. I, I, you know, I'm sure he's got something in his contract that if he ended up going to the All-Star game, 
he would um uh also my bad um if if there was money to be had there then yeah i'm upset for him that he didn't make it but other than that i don't care Graham says, are Brady Whalen and Bryce Denton still a thing? No, uh, believe it or not, Bryce Denton is no longer in the organization, Graham. And Brady Whalen has played really, really well for Peoria. Um, nothing like off the charts, a little above league average. He had a three-home run game a couple about a month ago now at this point, playing a really good defensive first base. Uh, and he's kind of a team leader. Holy Shield said, rank these three by earliest to get called up, Gorman, Libby, and Thompson. I'll say Libby, Thompson, and Gorman in that order. Uh Gorman is overmatched at AAA. It could all change. It changed really quick at AA. Uh, but Gorman does not look good at AAA in any capacity. He'll get better. He'll get good. But it was a mistake to rush him to AAA. He should have still been at AA. And uh, the Cardinals will feel the brunt of that for at least a little bit of time. Cardinals fans, 022. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, thanks so much. Always, Victoria. Is Paul DeYoung the opening day shortstop next year? Yes, because the Cardinals have him. Well, first off, there won't be a next year because there will be a work stoppage. And uh, they won't play next year. But the year after, yeah, they will. Uh, they have him on lockdown. I don't see another team trading for him uh, unless they upgrade it short, which I don't really see happening. So, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Mike Schilt loves Paul DeYoung. So I don't think that the, he's going anywhere. All right. What else do we have to talk about? Sorry. Uh, do the Cardinals early draft picks under Flores draft for MLB New President for year, blah, blah, blah. Uh, boy, I've got a lot of shit going on. East Carolina. Oh, Cleveland's taking Gavin Williams. Good for them. Boy, I don't even know what's going on here. My freaking <laughs> mentions. I made the mistake of retweeting uh, the fact that the Cubs took someone. And now my mentions are a complete mess. Good work, team. Cardsfan022 says, I love seeing Luke and Baker doing what he's doing and have the 1B of the future when Goldie's done. Yeah, uh, you know, Luke and Baker has been uh, streaky. There are times when he's maybe the most productive hitter in the Cardinals line, in the Springfield Cardinals lineup. And then there's times where he struggles. So when, when Baker swings, and I'm going to do a poor job, but when he swings, he really raises his body up. So that means a lot of times uh, when you get a pitch low that he makes contact with, he basically buries into the ground. Now, he hits everything hard. But the other two things that Luke and Baker does that are really interesting is he'll smoke a baseball a million and a half feet and it'll go foul. Or because his swing is flat when he makes contact, he gets weird backspin on the baseball and he'll hit it to the warning track. Uh, and part of that is because of the way that he he brings his body up. It's almost like, you know, it's not like this. You're not doing this. He goes like this and it gives him more leverage. But with the flat swing, it just kind of like the ball doesn't get the velocity that it needs. It doesn't get the heat that it needs, and it spins weird. So it, it dies. He has some work to do to be the first baseman in the future, but it's worth mentioning with Luke and Baker about the steps that he's made defensively because he is way, way ahead of where he was in 2019. That is a guy who can play first base at the next level. It's been awesome to watch him convert into that type of defensive first baseman because he was never that, and it never looked like he was going to be that. Now, probably just average, maybe a little bit below average, but not Jose Martinez over there, uh, at least not at first. You know, he gets a little bit bigger, anything could happen. But, yeah, look, he's he's – been impressive in, in spurts, and sometimes he's not. Victoria says, when do we draft next? They draft tomorrow, pick 54, and then 70 after that. 54, 70, 90, and 120 are like their next picks, I think. What's a scoop on old Griffin Robin, uh, Griffin Roberts these days? He 
he's hurt, Graham. Uh, I don't know exactly what the deal is with the injury, but the little bitty pitch this year was really, really bad. Uh, what is Luke and Baker's ceiling? You know, I think that if he adjusts his swing a little bit, he could be Luke Voigt, something like that, you know, just to do the lazy St. Louis comparison. But, you know, I, the thing I always tell people is, why do we even talk about a player's ceiling, Drew Langley? Like, how many players reach their ceiling? What, you think maybe a half of a percentile of players reach their ceiling? You know, what's his most likely outcome? Uh, a really bench bat, uh, a guy who can do some really interesting things, uh, have some really good at-bats and a DH spot if the DH is in the National League in the coming years. Uh, I think that's the most likely uh, uh, outcome for him, maybe a, as a very interesting trade piece for a team that currently has a DH. Uh, Andre says, you think Newtbar is a better hitter than Bader? Not right now. You know, I don't think Harrison Bader, I think Harrison Bader has made some really great strides as a hitter. I don't think we get to see it all the time, and I don't think he's been healthy for a long enough spout for us to really get a feel for it. Um, but I would not say right now. I definitely think Lars Newbar has a chance to be a better hitter than Harrison Bader. But I think if you were to give each of them, you know, 200 at-bats, uh, Bader would be the better hitter of the two uh, in the immediate future. You know, maybe if you were to fast forward a thousand at bats, Lars Newbar would be the better, the better, the better hitter. Uh, Holy Schultz has a Von Herrera update, 2030 opening day starter when Molina retires in 2029. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, uh, you'll look at the stats for Von Herrera and you might not be as impressed as maybe you should be. Uh, Herrera is a like patient hitter and it almost works to his detriment. That's the one thing that I want to see him do. Like I'd actually like to see him be more aggressive. Earlier in the week when he hit that grand slam, he swung at the first pitch and I was trying to think, I don't remember the last time I saw him swing at first pitch in the last month or so. So he's still trying to refine his approach, uh, but he takes a good at bat. He has a good hitter's eye. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh, shit. Jello shots. Ha. So to Michael McCreevy, we're going to do a really quick jello shot. Uh, this is a slurp, alcohol-infused uh, peach bottom. I don't know if you can see it there. I don't know if you can see it there. Uh, so to Michael McCreevy, we're doing a jello shot. I brought these jello shots out for when we drafted, and I forgot. Mmm. Not hung over my ass. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do think that there's catcher of the future still in his potential. Hathcock32 says, how's Mason Wynn looking? He's looking fucking great for an 18-year-old, 19-year-old now, who had split positions between shortstop and starting pitcher all of these years as a, as a prep player um, and a pitcher all of these years as a prep player, a prep player and kind of struggled at first, as you would suspect, uh, because Palm Beach is a tough assignment for any player who has never played uh, organized professional baseball. Uh, he's been great. Take out those first couple of weeks, and Mason Wynn has far exceeded uh, any type of expectations that I personally had for him, and not because of his talent, but because I thought it might take somebody a little time to, get, to come along. Mason Wynn is a true athlete, a true baseball player. Remember, when they drafted Mason Wynn on draft night, the one thing we kept saying is, this isn't Trajan Fletcher. This is a kid who can actually play baseball. He's, he might be raw, but it's not raw with no baseball sense. It's raw with baseball sense. And the athleticism and the baseball sense and the, the mind of his, and he's a team leader, and he's a great kid, uh, it's all working out. And you can't ask for anything more than that. To Mason Wynn, to Jordan Walker, Nick Plummer, uh, Nick Tregola-Giverson, all the guys who – uh, and I probably shouldn't have said all of it, but people who've reached out to me, uh, people have been really cool in the system. To all of you, I raised my jello shot. I'm going to end up getting those kids in, in trouble. Uh, <laughs> I almost said another one. Anyways, uh, the kids at the minor league level are awesome. Randy, if there's one thing you want to say about Randy Flores, they draft smart kids and they draft salt of the earth kids. They draft awesome, awesome kids. 
Uh, B. Shrupp says, just got here and I'm disappointed to see the shirt is still on. Yeah, sorry, uh, too sober for that. We'll get it off eventually one of these days. Uh, most likely outcome, cash considerations. That's a lot of fun, Jay David. Warman Sarah says, what have, uh, what have your thoughts on so What have you thought of Sosa recently? Seems like he's been going for slug rather than contact at times. That's, uh, I think that that is just Edmundo Sosa swing. You know, he uncoils, right? Like, even when he's hitting for contact, if he swings and miss, you'll see him really uncoil. And that's that's just the way he swings. I I think that there's definitely maybe a little bit more sellout recently. But the version of Edmundo Sosa that we've seen at the plate and in the field over the last three or four weeks definitely mirrors the minor league version of Edmundo Sosa, which is a really good 24th, 25th, you know, 26th man on the uh, on, on a roster. It, I'm happy with what he's doing. I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised that he's come back to earth is what I'm saying. Graham asks, what's up with all the injuries around baseball? And this, you know, this also goes into minor league baseball. And I think it's just simple as a 60-game season last year at the major league level. No minor league baseball at all. And uh, the taxing nature of playing baseball uh, for, you know, 200 days out of a year. And a, or more than that, you know, 230 days out of a year. Cardinal fan 22 says, how has Walker been since his promotion? You look at the stats, you'll be kind of disappointed. He had a game where an umpire was trying to make an example out of him. Uh, in his first at bat, the, the pitcher threw a pitch that was ankle high, and I don't exaggerate, outside and ankle high. And uh, the umpire called it a strike, and Jordan shook his head and was kind of animated about it being a bad call. And at that point, it was over for him that game. Anything that was low out of the zone was called a strike. And he didn't adjust to it. Uh, he asked for it. You know, any any umpire at the minor league level, first off, they're all already bad, but they're going to try to make an example out of him. And they they did that with Jordan, which was a bummer, I feel, for that kid. Uh, but, look, he he's had a couple of miscues in the field, nothing that you wouldn't expect. It's not like he was terrible or anything. He's been he's actually been really good in the field. Um, and, again, the hits – you might look at it, the hits aren't really there. They're not huge, uh, but they're – he has been good at Peoria. I don't – what I guess what I'm saying is – the stats won't reflect how good Jordan's been. <laughs> Joe Drake says, uh, yeah, celebrate. I think that's what that is. Or maybe it's a taco. I'm not 100% sure, Joe. To Joe, uh, Joe works for Prospects Live. To Prospects Live and to Joe, I raise my glass, uh, my beer. Uh, Joe has done amazing work for the draft. He's doing amazing work at the complex level, of uh, the low levels of the minor leagues, uh, providing video. Follow Jay Drake 349 uh, uh, please. He's, he's one of my favorites. To you, and I called you the wrong fucking name uh, a, a couple weeks ago. I'm sorry about that. Cucky, my 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 lover from another mother, Cucky, uh, says, what's that tongue do? And Cucky, you and I both know that if there's a man on earth who knows what this tongue does other than my brothers, it's you. Uh, next player to be selected to the roster, next player to be selected to the roster, as in new to the big club. Well, you know, my thought with that is... You know, like T.J. McFarlane, I, I could see that. Maybe Austin Warner, somebody like that. I think that that's probably the next step we see is uh, some of those guys who the Cardinals are starting to bring into the organization. You know, maybe Kevin McGovern, maybe Tyler Pike, something like that. Uh, uh, if you're talking about, like, out of the big-time prospects, I still think it's Matthew Libertor. Um, maybe Connor Thomas, who pitched out of relief today. Um, maybe it's him. Maybe they need to start to go to him. Uh, under the radar guy in the minors to get excited about from half pack 32. Well, I think that, um, um, I think that, uh, 
you know, Juan Yepes has definitely gotten a lot of steam, but leading into this year, I, I don't know if Juan Yepes was one of those guys uh, that, um, you know, a lot of people knew or were super excited about. Uh, I think he's somewhat underneath the radar. Um, Connor Thomas, for sure, the, the lefty out of Georgia Tech that the Cardinals drafted in 2019, who's already pitching really effectively at Memphis, a command first pitcher. You know, I think uh, um, I think that's an under-the-radar prospect that, you know, people ask, you know, who's going to get called up, Gorman or Thompson or Lib? You know, I've been more impressed with Thomas and I have Thompson or Liberator. Um, he's definitely one. Andre Payante, uh, Jack Ralston, uh, uh, Evan Sisk, uh, relief pitcher, uh, Freddie Pacheco, uh, a relief pitcher, uh, Jacob Schlesinger in, in spurts, but not always. Um, Moises Castillo, who I think would be a utility type player at the major league level if he keeps on this trajectory. Brady Whalen's been good. Um, Pedro Pajes is good sometimes. Uh, Leandro Cedeno has been good recently. And, you know, all the all the other names, you know, uh, Justin Turner has been really good for Springfield when he's played at Springfield. Uh, Nick Dunn hits the ball to the opposite field all the time. Uh, uh, Dalton Roach, who has one bad inning in every one of his starts, and it's always his last inning, uh, really good early in starts. He's been a positive. So those are just some names that come to the top of my head. Ryan Olson says, uh, Michael McCreevy, Pro Comp, I've got nothing for you. You know, I've seen some of these brilliant, brilliant people say Shane Bieber, because they went to the same high, same high school. I hate those people. Those people can die on fire for as far as, as, as far as I'm concerned. I hate that. I hate those type of comps. Uh, how about this? Who's the guy who throws a lot of strikes that has a good slider uh, and a, a, a somewhat explosive fastball? Uh, you know, I don't think the strikeout numbers are going to be up there maybe the way that some other people do. But, you know, somebody just like that, a really solid – uh, middle of the road major league pitcher is about probably what you can expect from him or hope for him. Uh, where are we at? Uh, Grandmaster, we're going to see Evan Sisk up in St. Louis soon. No, I don't think so. I think more than likely Sisk finds his way to Memphis. What I want to see the Cardinals do is I want to see them throttle back on Sisk and Edgar Escobar a little bit in particular, because I think those are the two best relief pitchers in the organization, and they're way overworked right now. And especially yesterday, you saw with Edgar Escobar, he had nothing left. And when I say in the organization, I mean on the farm system. I don't mean at the major league level. Uh, what do you think the rotation is going to look like in those first five to ten games after the break? I think more than likely, more than likely Woodford and Oviedo are back up, and they're the ones who are um, – at the back end of the rotation. That's what I think. Uh, oh, Jay Drake says, we're always celebrating on pad, my man. That's right, Jay Drake. Uh, we will see Walsh or Sisk this season in the majors. Yeah, Jake Walsh is interesting. Somebody told me that the Cardinals were transitioning him back into starting, but he hasn't pitched out of the uh, Springfield bullpen in a month or something like that. Uh, and I can't get a straight answer on what's going on. I have to assume he's hurt, and they're just not putting him on the aisle because they have enough people. Uh, but I wouldn't say either in the majors. I just want to see Jake Walsh back pitching. Uh, Iowa Next says, you think Prater gets promoted to Peoria this season? Yeah, I would imagine that uh, as the Cardinals start bringing in pitching uh, in the draft, Prater will be the first guy up to Peoria. Uh, him and Beller for sure. Mark Chayden says, what the fuck are the cards doing? I'm honestly not opposed to trading Molina, Wayno, Goldie, uh, and uh, back. I don't know what that means. I'm just, Maybe it was Arenado and a, um, uh, an autocorrect. I, I don't really know. But, yeah, look, uh, it's really bad for the Cardinals. It was nice to see them win yesterday. Uh, it sucks that they're two games under the 500 mark as we enter the All-Star break. 
And I think that first week coming back from the All-Star break is going to be telling, uh, you know, with the Giants and then the Cubs um, in regards to what the next move is for the St. Louis Cardinals, whether they're going to be a buyer or a seller. I think a lot of fans say, seller, buy, why would you buy? Or you get the other end word, like, buy everyone, buy everyone, sell, you know, sell everyone, buy everyone. Uh, They're not there. And that's not really something that John Mazalak does anyway. So uh, hold on, I got to get a drink and I got to cough. (coughs) Sorry about that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think right now it's just bad. And if I was in the front office, I wouldn't know what to do. Honestly, I would just keep calling guys up uh, and trying to get the most out of them. Uh, I would also keep Johan Oviedo down at AAA and let him get a chance to become a pitcher instead of a thrower. Uh, but that's just me. Arnado March Mar-Ch- Hayden says, yeah, that's I don't blame you. I get what you're saying. Uh, Ryan Olson. Uh, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to. I do wish I'd die in a fire. Like when I hear all these crazy fucking comps on the MLB Network. I just want to. I want to punch my TV in its head, and it doesn't even have a head. Uh, Marchand says, "Time to go, young." Uh, in my opinion, and I get that. Uh, sure, why not go young? But the problem is, a lot of their quote-unquote young isn't ready for the major leagues, uh, and the young that they have, like Lars Newbar, um, it's kind of like not blocked, but by other young players. You know, I know that Cardinal fans are kind of done with Harrison Bader, and, and I get it. Um, you know, I think Harrison Bader is a really great fourth outfielder, but I also think that there are times when he shows just how good he's capable of being. And I think he has the ability to sustain that. He just hasn't done it yet. Um, he also gets a boost when he comes off the aisle, which is really big a lot of times, as we saw the other night in San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco, right? Yeah, San Francisco. So I think that's the issue. Like, I'm not about thinning out the herd a little bit um, to get a little bit younger, but the problem is none of like the young guys are breaking, you know, busting down the door. J. David Reitz is Nick Pavetta. Yeah, I like Nick Pavetta a lot. That'd be a nice pickup. Uh, so you're telling me we drafted Seth Manis. Yeah, actually, VHS, like uh, maybe a bigger version of Seth Manis. But, you know, that's a really good man. VHS, that's a really good way. So East Carolina, uh, ECU Pirates, what up? My pirate people, who thanks to Alec Burleson and my gifting of Alec Burleson, uh, I become a member of the ECU Pirate clan. Uh, but uh, yeah, like. Something like Seth Manis. You know, when Seth Manis was a minor leaguer, he was really good. We wanted him to be a starter because he threw a lot of strikes. Didn't strike out a ton of guys, uh, but was would get a lot of, you know, the guys that he would uh, get on base, he'd get off with the double plays. Um, he'd get those guys off if they got on base. Um, but, yeah, yeah, something like something like that. Uh, who, Joel, well, maybe, maybe Kyle Loesch. You know, I know that that's such a uh, cheap, you know, I'm trying to stay in the Cardinals, the Cardinals purview, but, you know, maybe something like, Kyle Loesch when he wasn't a near Cy Young candidate, something like that, you know? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm at a loss. I don't know McGreevy as well as I should. All I know is that when I came across him, I told a bunch of people that I thought the Cardinals would draft him. I thought he was like the perfect Cardinal pick, and boy, was I right. Uh, oh, uh, Jason Reed says, if Michael McGreevy becomes Nick Pavetta, we'd be reasonably happy. Yeah, Nick Pavetta, I'm about that. Sure, works for me. Um, 901 Cardinal says, I wanted Swellenbach bad. Uh, 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 Spencer Swellenbach, um from Nebraska, the two-way player. Actually, you know what? I really need to get caught up on who's been drafted because I wouldn't be surprised if he's there at 50. You know, he has arm issues. Um, he, he doesn't have a taxed arm, but he has arm issues. I think he had a non-surgical procedure or some type of procedure on his um, his elbow. Uh, again, it wasn't Tommy John, but it was some type of procedure on his elbow. Um, so, you know, that's that kind of works against him. Uh, and then he has a bunch of question marks about what position he's going to play if he were to stay as a position player once he got drafted. Um, oh, the Oakland A's drafted Max Muncy again. How funny. How do we not see that coming? Uh, 
Yeah, uh, hold on. I swear, I got, I'm trying to get caught up on who's been drafted. Uh, Colson Montgomery for the White Sox, Wicks for the Cubs, Gunnar Hogland for the Jays. Um, blah blah blah. Twenty. Hold on, I got. I should have had the stupid draft tracker up. Uh, MLB draft tracker. But uh, yeah, where are we at? Oh, so you're telling me, yeah, so somebody like that, I guess. Uh, McCreevy becomes Pavetta. We'd be reasonably happy. Uh, Swellenbeck, that's what we were talking about. Sorry, 901 cards. My bad. Uh, he wanted Swellenbach. Uh, I think that there's a chance that Swellenbach could still be there at 54 because there's questions about where he's going to play at the next level if he were to stay a position player. And also as a starter, if he were to be a pitcher, there's also arm injury concerns. Uh, the ESPN draft broadcast was actually pretty good, except for Dan O'Dowd. Dan O'Dowd was terrible. It was a really cool moment there with the Leiter family, I thought. And I'm usually not the sappy type, but I thought even with Harold Reynolds, and I, that was a really cool moment. Uh, and also keep in mind that there's going to be all kinds of bias with little lighter. Uh, so, you know, expect the hype machine to roll on full throttle. Um, let's see. All right, just to get caught up, since the Cardinals drafted McCreevy at 18, Gunnar Hoglund went 19th, uh, Trey Sweeney went 20th, Jordan Wicks 21st, Colson Montgomery 22nd, Gavin Williams 23rd, uh, Ryan Kusick 24th to the Braves, Go ahead and mark that down. Ryan Kusick will be in the major leagues in three years, uh, two years. Um, he's really good. That's a great fit for him, too. March Hayden, what level is Zach Thompson at now, and what's his trajectory? Uh, Zach Thompson is at AAA, March Hayden. Follow me on Twitter. I do nothing but tweet gifts of all of these guys. Uh, don't do I say follow me. I, don't follow me. Just keep an eye on it because I – tweet gifts all the time of these guys. You can pretty much watch along. Remember, AAA was in a, a very aggressive promotion for Zach Thompson. Uh, he went an entire year without being, you know, uh, without playing competitively. Hasn't had a full season at the minor league level yet after being drafted in 2019. And then they put him at the highest level. Now, I've always been an advocate of pushing Zach Thompson. Uh, Would have liked for him to start at AA, but pushing him uh, to where his uh, development allowed because of the arm injuries and because of the SEC raising. SEC pedigree. Uh, so there's been a lot of struggle at Memphis, and he needs to continue to work ahead of hitters and also land the pitch on the outside corner to righty, specifically his fastball, which he is not doing. Uh, it also hurts him that he doesn't get the inside fastball on righties. Uh, but they're here now there. Uh, and the trajectory is that I don't think he's on a trajectory to make it to the major leagues this year, but he's still on a trajectory if the Cardinals play in – 2022 to be a part of the 2022 squad in some capacity. Iowa Neck says Tommy Jew had a good June and not so good July. Yeah, up and down season. You know, as we remind everybody about Tommy Jew, Tommy Jew was drafted in 2019, uh, missed most of the 2019 season before he was drafted because of an injury, and then lost all of the 2020 season. And, uh, you know, he got off to a really, really rough start and then kind of rebounded and then is kind of struggling again. So just give him a little time. He'll figure it out. Uh, Kyle of 2012, awesome from Graham. Uh, when is Jordan Swaggerty getting called up? Uh, to Jordan Swaggerty, I raised my glass. Jordan Swaggerty was my favorite pitching prospect to come through. I think that he would have been the next Adam Wainwright, but he couldn't stay healthy. McGreevy was ranked better than 18 by CBS and Baseball America and probably many others. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Doesn't mean that I didn't like other people better. Uh, uh, I did. I liked Hoglin better. I liked Ty Madden better. And I bet if you look, uh, both of those places uh, probably had um, Madden and uh, um, Wicks and Hoglin rated higher than him. As a matter of fact, I can pull it up right now. They had Hoglin uh, two spots behind McCreevy. 
they had Wicks ahead and they had uh, Ty Madden ahead by a couple spots. And remember, the only reason Hogland was behind McGreevy uh, was because of the injury. And I get that. Uh, but sure, yeah, better than 18 only means so much when you're talking about the context of everything else. Uh, he's a really interesting kid. He's a good kid. He throws strikes. He's got a good slider. He's got a good fastball. And I think a better changeup than maybe even I'm giving him credit for. I just, you look at that list. And I just like some of the other names better. Uh, Marchena, I follow you, but cards make me depressed and I scroll through faster. I get you. I do the same thing. Uh, Warman Sarah says, think Cardinals are going to move Thompson to double A or do they want him to learn through the struggle? I don't think they're going to move him to double A. Uh, you know, what they've started to do is started to do what the Dodgers have done. And that's scale back the pitch count on a lot of these guys uh, and kind of have not piggyback starts. That's not right. But like, you'll see them, uh, you know, you'll see them like, like today, Yesterday, so yesterday at Memphis was a rainout. So Zach Thompson started today, and Connor Thomas, who was supposed to start today, piggybacked off of Zach Thompson, who they try to keep below 50 pitches. They're just trying to like monitor these guys a little bit. So, you know, Zach Thompson has been good in spurts. He hasn't been as bad as the stats look. You have to watch these games, you know, especially at the minor league level. You have to watch the games. Uh, he should have started at double A, but I don't think there's a reason to send him to double A right now. Uh, this isn't like the major leagues where like Johan Oviedo would do well to go down to the minors. Uh, it wouldn't do Zach Thompson all that much better to go down to double A, especially when his issues are more about commanding the outside corner, not about how he's using his stuff um, and also getting ahead of hitters. You know, he's not going to get ahead of hitters at the next level if he's not throwing th- strikes. Derek asked, why is Ty Madden sliding? Well, you know, a lot of people were worried about um, uh, the, the relief pitcher profile. Um, you know, th- so Madden, Entering this year was kind of a, a tall, lanky kid uh, for Texas. And before that, he just hadn't put on a bunch of weight. Well, this year he put on weight. That slider changeup combo is really good, and he throws a curve. But my guess is that teams are – he's falling either, A, because he's priced himself out in some capacity, which I don't think happened, or uh, they just view him as a relief pitcher. They don't – they're worried about his fastball, which can be kind of straight uh, at times. And they don't think that the slider changeup combo is going to be able to work off of the fastball well enough. Uh, I don't. I love Time Madden. It's going to be awesome seeing the Cubs trade everyone. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. It's a shame that the Cubs have been good for as long as they've been good this year uh, because they probably would have sold off earlier and it would have been nice to have met them with like half a roster. But at the same time, like it just would have been nice for the Cubs to be good for two more weeks and try to buy instead of selling something that would delay their eventual rebuild. I would have loved that. Like, I wish they would have swept the Cardinals. I wish they wouldn't have lost 11 to 12 or whatever. I wish I would just would have been, I wish I would have swept the Cardinals. I wish I would have gone 11 for 12 or lost 11, 12. And I wish I would have been in a position where Jed Hoyer was like, all right, I guess we're going to buy now. And then did that thing where the, uh, the pirates did a couple years ago and bought after they traded Garrett Cole. Uh, and then it didn't do them any good because they were already a bad team uh, that had given up. So it's kind of a letdown, but I'm glad they're bad. You know, if the consolation prize is that they're bad. <laughs> uh, Graham, uh, do you think Reyes could safely make the transition to the rotation, even in short stints, three or four? In- uh, yeah, yeah, I think he could. I don't think the Cardinals will do it, but I think he could for sure, Graham. Uh, Low-key one of the cards to take Harrison forward. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, uh, no, Her- honestly, uh, the catching prospect, Harry, Harry Ford, was, you know, outside like the, the top tier of hitters. He was my favorite hitting prospect in the draft. That would have been amazing. Uh, if he was available, of course. Yeah, that's who I was pulling for. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this to all the people who are in Prospects After Dark for the draft episode for day one of the draft. We raise our glass. 
We have a lot of booze uh, that I'm not going to hammer. I'm going to savor this after I take a shot. Uh, but to the St. Louis Cardinals, to Michael McGreevy, uh, welcome to the Cardinals organization. Uh, you have a bright future ahead of you. I'm sorry if I undersold it here. I like you a lot. Um, I just don't want to date you. No, to uh, M- uh, Michael McCreevy, I raised my glass to the McCreevy family. He's a stand-up kid. He's a smart kid. He checks all those boxes. Uh, sipping on the dickle again over here. Good for you. You can find the L. All right, so that's it for Prospects After Dark on Draft Night. Uh, again, just to recap, uh, there were some other arms on the board when the Cardinals drafted at 18, but they took Michael McCreevy, who is uh, Baseball America's number 16 prospect and uh, uh, 28 on the MLB uh, pipeline list and, you know, kind of all over that range uh, between a bunch of different uh, uh, resources and scouting services. Um, oh, Chase Petty goes 26th to the uh, Minnesota Twins. That's a good spot for him. Um, yeah, so uh, and the Cardinals took right-handed pitcher out of UC Santa Barbara, Barbara R.A., uh, Michael McCreevy. Uh, so that's where we're at. Uh, again, Fly the Elsa slipping on that dickle. Victoria uh, with the martini glasses. I hope you enjoyed your coffee tonight, probably, Victoria. Marchin says, leave Reyes alone. Don't mess with what ain't broken. He's been our best pitcher this year. Uh, day two pick from 901 Cardinals. You know, we have two more picks before we get through the first round. Uh, again, you know, uh, Connor Norby, the second baseman on the ECU, is one of my favorite hitters. And beyond that, man, I haven't done enough research. You know, I think it's interesting that so many teams saved on their draft pool and somebody like Bubba Chandler is still available. I think that's telling. Uh, you know, I, I would imagine, you know, uh, uh, Anthony Solomato, uh, he could end up being a, a pick there, depending on uh, who has saved, you know, money and what, the direction they're willing to go in. Um, James Wood, I like a lot. Tommy Mace, I like. I know that's one of a, a one of the pad people's favorite. Uh, Matt Mikulski, uh Andrew Abbott, Christian Franklin, you know, uh, Spencer Swollenbeck. Uh, Swollenbach, rather, whose name I will never pronounce right. There, there are a lot of guys. Bubba, Ch- Bubba Chandler, Will Taylor, uh, maybe even Jaden Hill, uh, Judd Fabian, who hasn't been selected yet. You know, th- there are a lot of guys. Jackson Merrill, who San Diego just took, um, which means that San Diego is probably going to do some crazy shit, uh, which, you know, is exciting. Uh, um, yeah, you know, look, there's a lot of guys on here that I really like. Uh, it's still, you know, we're only going to get through 29 or 35 picks tonight or whatever the hell it is. Um, there are a lot of guys to keep an eye on. March Hayden says, Michelob Ultra was my drink tonight. Cheers. No coffee tonight for Victoria. All right, so that's it for Prospects After Dark on July 11th, 2021. Uh, if you watch this, you're a part of the resistance. Um, again, as come back. Maybe we'll do this again tomorrow. We probably won't. Uh, but to everybody at Birds on the Black, everybody at Prospects After Dark, I raise my glass. To you, thank you for being here. Go Cardinals. Go Michael McGreevy. And that's it. I love all of you. Uh, And remember, freaks, happy hunting.